Section 92 of United States Senate Election Expulsion and Censure Cases, 1793-1990, to by Anne M. Butler. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Case 90. John L. McLaren, 1860-1934, and Benjamin R. Tillman, 1847-1918, South Carolina. Censure case, February 22, 1902, to February 28, 1902. Issues, breach of comedy, Senate's power to suspend a member. Chronology, altercation on floor, February 22, 1902. Referred to committee, February 22, 1902. Committee report, February 28, 1902. Senate vote, February 28, 1902. Result? Censured. Background. In 1896, South Carolina junior Senator John L. McLaren, Democrat, entered the Senate, joining his longtime close friend Benjamin R. Tillman, Democrat of South Carolina, who, as governor and political boss of the state, had helped to foster his career. Despite their political connection of many years, McLaren, a man of somewhat erratic temperament, turned away from his old mentor and permitted himself to be courted by Senate Republicans. He may have been motivated by a desire to see South Carolina participate more fully in the nation's industrial progress, but his behavior infuriated the outspoken Tillman. Statement of the Case On February 22, 1902, the Senate debated a bill relating to the Philippine Islands. Benjamin Tillman, known to be less than courteous on the Senate floor, used the occasion to direct scathing remarks toward John McLaren's empty chair, charging that his colleague had succumbed to improper influences in changing his position on the treaty to annex the Philippines. Tillman accused McLaren of treachery for casting his vote with the Republicans to approve the treaty after publicly speaking against it. In return, Tillman charged, the majority Republicans had allowed McLaren to control government patronage in South Carolina and granted him committee positions as a Republican. Word of Tillman's remarks quickly reached McLaren in a committee meeting, and, incensed, he dashed into the Senate chamber and denounced Tillman's statement as a willful, malicious, and deliberate lie. In response, the 54-year-old Tillman jumped from his place and physically attacked McLaren, who was 41, with a series of stinging blows. Efforts to separate the two combatants resulted in misdirected punches landing on other members. Such a blatant physical assault had not occurred during a Senate session since Henry S. Foote, Democrat of Mississippi, and Thomas Hart Benton, Democrat of Missouri, had accosted one another in 1850, see Case 22. Response of the Senate. Immediately, the galleries were cleared, and the Senate went into closed session to discuss the altercation. After a two-hour debate, 
in which both South Carolinians were unanimously declared in contempt of the Senate, the matter was referred to the Committee on Privileges and Elections. When the Senate returned to open session, the President Portempore, William P. Fry, Republican of Maine, noted that as long as the senators were in contempt, neither could be recognized to speak on the floor except at the request of another senator. At this point, a senator asked that they be permitted to speak, and Tillman and McLaren apologized to their colleagues. They did so, however, in such unpleasant and bitter terms that the ruckus threatened to explode anew. The clash occurred during a Saturday session. On the following Monday, as their behavior was considered in the committee and widely criticized in the press, the two senators found that, until the matter was resolved, their names were also to be omitted from roll-call votes. A piqued Tillman registered a written protest about this procedure in the congressional record on February 26th, charging that it was unconstitutional to deprive South Carolina of its vote in the Senate. The following day, both names were restored because the president pro tempore believed that the full Senate, rather than the presiding officer, should make such a serious decision. The culprits did not have long to wait for a resolution of the matter. On February 28th, the committee reported that, although Benjamin Tillman was guilty of the graver offense in resorting to physical violence, rather than simply using unparliamentary language, as John McLaren had, both senators should receive the same penalty. Declaring that the conduct of the two South Carolinians represented an infringement of the privileges of the Senate, a violation of its rules and derogatory to its high character, tending to bring the body itself into public contempt, the committee explained that the legal effect of the Senate's contempt judgment had been to suspend their functions as senators, a punishment clearly within the power of the Senate. The committee therefore recommended that both be censured and that the contempt order suspending them then be lifted. The Senate agreed, and by a vote of 54 to 12, censured Tillman and McLaren. Their punishment thus consisted of censure, plus the brief suspension they had already endured. Twenty-two senators did not participate in the vote, perhaps indicating the strong sentiment among many members that McLaren's outburst had been provoked by Tillman's intemperate language. Conclusion Although the Senate took no vote on the issue of suspension, all committee members had concurred that the Senate had the power to suspend as well as to expel a member found to be in contempt. The breach of comedy prompted members to change the rules of the Senate to provide stricter guidelines for the decorum of floor debate. On August 8, 1902, the Senate adopted this change, Rule 19, Sections 2 and 3 stating, quote, no senator in debate shall, directly or indirectly, by any form of words, impute to another senator 
or to other senators any conduct or motive unworthy or unbecoming a senator, and no senator in debate shall refer offensively to any state of the union, unquote. Under continuing political attack by Benjamin Tillman in South Carolina, John McLaren served only until the end of his term in 1903 and did not seek re-election to the Senate. Instead, he practiced law in New York City for a time, later returning to South Carolina. There, he served in the state Senate and as state warehouse commissioner before retiring to private life. He lived until 1934. Although Tillman continued to serve in the Senate until his death in 1918, he fell ill in 1908. As repeated strokes and a progressive paralysis marked his declining years, political control of South Carolina gradually slipped from his hands. End of Case 90 and of Section 92